Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, August 31st. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Noah Osborne. Let's see what's what in the city. Debates on gun control have been raging lately, and New York City is no exception to that. A new state law has designated Times Square as a gun-free zone, and it will limit where firearms can be carried in the area. This law is Governor Hochul's response to a controversial Supreme Court ruling that struck down the state law preventing people from carrying a gun outside of the House. In response, we had to come up with a list of sensitive locations where guns are prohibited. These sensitive locations will include schools, colleges, daycares, libraries, restaurants that serve alcohol, other places, parks, places people visit, work. We have a whole list. We have a long website. I encourage you to look at that. And also, we added Times Square. Starting today, people who visit Times Square will see temporary gun-free zone signs posted at every entry and exit point all around the Times Square area. Permanent signs and signs in other sensitive areas around the city will follow. The city is implementing other measures as well, such as a state-regulated firearms training course. It's possible that this legislation can impact other states' conceal and carry laws. Today marks International Overdose Awareness Day, and people in Brooklyn are looking to honor it. This day serves as a campaign to help put an end to overdoses and remember those we've lost to this epidemic. Tonight, the Brooklyn Community Recovery Center is hosting a Narcan training session. Narcan is a nasal spray that can help reverse the effects of an opioid overdose. If someone has it on hand in the event of an emergency, lives could be saved. The community center is also holding a candlelight vigil to remember those lost. The event itself starts at 6 p.m. The FDA just authorized an updated COVID booster shot, which directly targets the Omicron variant. Officials hope to prevent another surge of the variant in the fall and winter. Americans could receive this new booster as soon as next week. Today marks the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's death. She passed away at age 36 in a car accident. Her sons, Prince William and Prince Harry, plan to spend time privately with their families today. Mourners also left tributes outside of Kensington Palace to remember the late Princess of Wales. So New Yorkers all know it's that time of the season again. The weather's getting a little bit cooler and the kids start getting jittery because school is coming back. But that doesn't mean that summer fun is ready to leave just yet. Bronx Borough President Vanessa Gibson is still hosting the Bronx Summer Concert Series at Orchard Beach. Yep, Bronx residents and anyone really can ride the wave one last time this Sunday, September 4th, as Salsa and Mambo Legends have been holding it down all summer and they are ready to send the summer off hotter than when it started. As we've talked about on the show, New York is facing an immigration crisis right now. Thousands of migrants from Texas and Arizona have been coming up on buses to northeast cities, including New York. WFEV's David Escobar sat down with Fordham professor Carrie Kasten to talk about her work at the southern border as well as the resources we might need to consider providing to migrants. As somebody who's been on the ground with those asylum seekers, you've done work in both New York at the border. I'm just kind of curious, like, what kind of impact does that journey really, how does that take its toll on someone? Um, well, I think it's different. It depends on the person. Um, it depends where they are in their journey. Some people, I, I'm thinking about uh, the people we met in January at the Kino Border Initiative. They have a shelter that I think can house like 50 to 100 people. But at the time, because of COVID restrictions, they were really housing like three families. One of the families told a very long story and clearly they were working through it. And really the, the brother was the spokesperson and he told this story 
um, about extortion and violence and um, it really like it's it's hard to imagine what these people are have lived through. And the other woman was very silent and didn't just said, this is where I'm from. Um, I am fleeing violence and, and pretty much left it at that. So, you know, I obviously the first thing in my mind when people are moving from the U.S., but then even further, like, let's say New York, D.C., we've been seeing that recently. Besides getting somebody housing, what kinds of resources do people need when they come to a place like New York? The resources that we have federally and in our state systems are like pretty much non-existent. I mean, I think this is what Eric Adams is finding, that there's not like an apparatus to help people process their paperwork. Um, and so there's a shortage of lawyers, there's a shortage of social workers, there's a shortage of, of services. So they need translation and they need legal resources. The system of applying for asylum is so complex. You know, if you go to these web pages and look at the, the asylum forms, it doesn't make sense to a native English speaker with a college degree, right? And even the websites are made, I mean, I've had lots of students work doing translation of, of forms for people um, and the websites crash all the time. And there is a question, is this intentional? Are these government institutions intentionally making it challenging to find the right form, to download the right form? All the problems that you have with fillable and unfillable PDFs, which are frustrating and annoying to all of us, why don't these forms work better? Is this intentional? Um, and so people are not going to really understand the extent of their trauma until they're they're like way beyond this process. That was Fordham Conversations host David Escobar talking with Fordham professor Carrie Kasten about the challenges asylum seekers are facing in both New York and the southern border. Fordham Conversations taps into Fordham University's community to uncover issues about our world. And now we have Lou Orlando from WFEV Sports with us. So Lou, how have the Yankees been doing this week? The Yankees ended their three-game losing skid last night, and Aaron Judge continued his chase for history, belting a three-run home run in the Yankees' 7-4 victory over the Los Angeles Angels. The blast was his 51st of the season and his second in as many days. Yankee starter Jamison Tyone was hit in the elbow by a comebacker in last night's game, exiting after just two innings of work. Right now, it's all good news as the x-rays on an elbow fracture came back negative. It was Fordham alum Greg Weissert who came in in relief for Tyone, pitching two scoreless innings and striking out Angels superstar Shohei Otani on three pitches. And is there any word on the Mets? While the Yankees were in L.A. to play the Angels, the Los Angeles Dodgers came to Queens to face the Mets in a matchup between the two best teams in the National League. The Mets tallied 10 hits against the Dodgers but fell short 4-3 in Game 1 of a three-game series. So that's baseball. Okay, cool. But what's happening with the hoops? The New York Knicks made headlines extending R.J. Barrett to a four-year deal worth up to $120 million. The extension breaks a 22-year stretch where the Knicks fail to extend any of their first-round draft picks beyond their rookie contract. The contract doesn't necessarily mean the Knicks are out on Utah Jazz shooting guard Donovan Mitchell, but it does cement a big three of Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson for the upcoming season. And finally, with the NFL season starting in a week, the Jets and Giants have finalized their 53-man rosters, no major cuts to report. With WFV Sports, I'm Lou Orlando. And that's our show for today. I'm Noah Osborne. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your podcasts.